Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast episode 16.1. Ha ha ha, Adelaide won Melbourne victory nil. Eat a dick, Archie. Whoa, hey, hey, lady, lady, jeez. Let's just settle down with the language there. Wow. My God, you've taken that one step too far. I want to rub it into Archie as much as the next person, but that, that's just too far for the pod. We're going to have a long chat with you yeah. after, the, after this episode, I think. Yeah, we'll have, to have a ch- we'll have to have a word with the Google lady. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think? Two big results this week to talk about. Yeah, and they're um, so different. I don't. Should we save, should we save Adelaide uh, beating Melbourne for later? We'll start with the uh, disaster that was. Wednesday night against yeah. Perth. Always save the best till last. Save the best till last. Um, whoa, grim. Grim. Good way um, to sum it up, actually. Game of two halves. A game of Ding. 60, and, 60 and 30 minutes. Pretty much. Where we probably had the better of the first 60 minutes of the game to the point where we could have had uh, a number of goals. Should have had a number of goals and put the game away. We didn't. Um, Yangi got our goal, but then Perth, what was that, Fornaroli scored a header, and then Economides with a late winner. And we lost 2-1 in Perth on a Wednesday night. Breaking hearts. Clean sweep. Yeah, yeah they swept us they this swept year. swept us. That's really depressing. I think yep. twice they came from behind as well, which is... Um, Once at Highmarsh. Yep. Yep. And obviously in this game here. Yeah, you sent me that thing through the game. Uh, this was like the fifth time that we've thrown away a lead... Yes, there's in the second half, like deep. Twelve. It was like four. There's four games there that we could have won, had we held on to the lead. Um, that's twelve points. Um, but yeah, well, we'd gone on and lost, so we didn't get those points. It's true. We could definitely be. It's it's funny how fine the margins are if yep. you want to contend for like a title. Or I think as frustrating as that is, that's one of those. Uh, I think the other night when I saw the start, I said young squad tings. Yep. That's part of uh, having a young squad like that. Yeah. Um, You're going to yo-yo in form. In confidence. We, we yo-yo in terms of uh, experience of closing out games, holding on to leads. But what did you think of Wednesday night? Uh, I thought we were pretty good. I thought we were pretty good. Yeah. I don't want to enthuse too hard. quick. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to enthuse too hard. Uh, we said it during the whole game. Just you need to bury these chances or you're going you're gonna to lose it in the end. And yep. as soon as Halloran missed that one-on-one in the 60th minute, which would have comfortably put us 2-0 up, I think from there the tide shifted. Uh, Castro came on who, what the fuck, man? This guy's 38 years old or whatever. He's insane, isn't he? And he's still the best player in the league, potentially. Is he the best player in the league? I, I, think, I, th- I think he is. I think he's the most devastating player in the league. I think when you talk about influence and impact that he had, when he came off the bench, the entire frame of the game was different. I think maybe since since Milos Ninkovic has slowed down a tad, I think Castro has become the most dangerous yeah. player in this competition. Because they've asked they've asked Ninko to, like to do less, whereas Castro is still so wholly relied on by this side, and he continues to deliver. So, yeah, shout out to Castro for all man of all the teams to sweep his season. Perth, that's really got under my skin. Yeah, you've got this big thing about Perth, and no- uh, notoriously don't like Perth. And they've done us three times. They've done us three times. And I still, I can't even begrudgingly give it to them because I thought we were the better team in two of them. And this just rubbed it in a little bit more. Yeah, this felt a lot like the first time we played them. 
at High Marsh. No, the, it wasn't the first time we played them. The second the time. Second the time. first at, time they built it is. When we played them at High Marsh, it felt a lot like that. Yeah. Where we had the better of them. Controlled for long periods. But just didn't have the experience to see out the game and get the job done. Yeah, it's twofold. It's that we didn't, you know, have the, uh, the calmness in front of goal or the... You know, it felt like the legitimacy or the right to go out and win it by two, three, four goals. And then the inability to manage the game at the end of it, um, which was in stark contrast to the victory game where I thought we saw out the game very well. Yes. It was a bit nervy. Um, Just by virtue of the one goal, but... Can we quickly move on from the Perth game? Yeah, we can just leave the Perth game there and go straight to the the Melbourne game. <laughs> just uh, how good to sweep them this year, though. Yeah, <laughs> the reverse sweep. Uh, look, I'm psyched. I'm a big fan of uh, just beating your rival in a season, and that's it. Like, it doesn't matter what else happens. Uh, you know, to beat them three times, first time since 2005, 2006. First season? Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Car- um, or was that 04, 05? I can't remember what the Carlos first season was. Carlos and but... Ross Eloisi bringing it back. Yep. Uh, solid. Yeah, good game. Solid clean sheet. Another clean sheet. Yep. We have we have actually uh, racked up a few clean sheets lately. Uh, just a shame a few of them have been nil or draws. We haven't been able to get to the points. I reckon it's but, um those clean sheets. They're sort of more representative, like league wide. The goals have gone missing in the last few weeks. I was looking at the results okay. from this round. There was like. Uh, 1-0 to Sydney in the derby 1-1 between MacArthur and Perth 1-0 us in victory those were the three games yesterday yeah and that's more over the broader scheme of things uh, the Wellington game's an aberration but yeah um, hate to bring it up again but the commentary of Zappas and Archie oh boy it's if like, you think we're being harsh on Archie we're not we're no, no. it's not as harsh as he is to us it's like Go and check it out if you didn't watch it and just listen to snippets of the game because, I don't know, it's just Fox Sports are an absolute disgrace at the moment with their football coverage and just it's so lazy just to have these two guys, neither of which are capable of commentating professional football games, doing this job where they toward the end, Zappers is just flat out cheering for Melbourne victory. Archie's constantly telling us how dangerous and how good these Melbourne players are and talking about their their strengths and stuff. If they're so fucking good, why are they second bottom or bottom or whatever they are? Like, what? Come on. I wholeheartedly agree. There's no middle ground with these guys. They are either eat a dick, Archie. She's hey, back. hey, she's back. She keeps sneaking in. She's interrupting me now yeah. as well. Rude. God damn. Gosh. This could be the last time we hear from the Google lady. It could be. She's very. She's got it in for Archie this week. Yeah. As do we. But there's ways to go about it. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Channel yeah. it through some other medium. Yeah, they um, non-stop, 90 minutes of it. Praised us when we scored, but, you know, it's just like... Uh, There's kind of a lot of... It almost was like patronising praise from them, which is insane because now Adelaide have won seven of the last eight against the victory. Yep. The, this whole... In Archie's day when we were there whipping boys, it's changed, man. There the dynamic a, is totally different now. There's a, there was a moment where he t- they tried to cross a ball. McManaman popped one up in the air for Just Ed to go and attack. And he talked about how, oh, you know, how often do we see that ball? You know, it's so dangerous. And guess dead, so dangerous in the air, attacking that ball. He's got four goals this year. Shut <laughs> up. Like, it's a huge return. Huge return. Oh, man. But we got the win, so they can eat it. Yep. 
Another telepathic Goodwin Cavallo link. This uh, this kid is a star. He's special, man. He can't shoot. No, fuck no. But oh, dude, man, I love Josh Cavallo. I'm not even sure you could teach him. He's that far away from goal when he he's shoots. that far away from <laughs> getting a shot on target. Which is fine. Just don't shoot, man. Just play these. Play little, those little balls like he did to Goodwin oh, the for the goal, man. If you can be a central mid... He's, he's like a Mazala, like the way he, that he moves from side to side, inhabits yep. spaces in between the strikers in the midfield. Yeah. He's brilliant, dude. I think he's, a, he's in the mix. A genuine shout for player of the season. Yeah. Hell yeah. Because Definitely top three, if not even new signing of the season. When he came in, um, we didn't see him for the first few weeks, first few rounds. And then he eventually came in the team. We thought, this guy looks pretty solid. And then he had to move to a left back after Lopez got injured. Which was and a he was, godsend almost. He didn't look out of place at all. No way. He looked like a natural left back. He was effective. And then, obviously, the job he does in the midfield is just excellent. The box-to-box running. Yeah. His passing's excellent. His movement. The ball he slides in for Goodwin for that goal is superb. Yeah, it's pretty special. That angle is so tight. And you've got to, um, you've got to put just He's enough pace on it. holding us. off a defender and turning him. So Goodwin doesn't have to break stride when he receives it. Yep. And he doesn't either. He just takes it on. He takes that good one as well. That um, we keep saying every week how dangerous and how much more effective Goodwin looks when he's running at defenders and trying to get in behind them and past them. And what do you know? It's exactly what you said last, last week. week. Yeah, he has- scored, did it, and scored this week, did it, scored, and we won both those games. It's great to see. Like you said, he has the ability to beat players one on one, and to see him glide on the outside of the fullback like that. Yeah. So smooth, man. One touch, one movement. Never, little, uh, never, like you hardly see it got, uh, like it coming. The little touch around the defender before he slots it in. It's just so, everything about man? it was so graceful, so smooth. He is another level when, uh, when he's on. Or when he's in on. those little moments of play, he yeah. can really. I think. He doesn't look at all the it's time. It's easy to be harsh he? on him because, yeah, I think we do forget, though, that he is. He's one of those players every opposition coach is going hard at him. They're like they send players just to sit up his ass and give him nothing. We saw it last when we beat Melbourne Victory at Marvel and they uh he did nothing for most of the game. They had two men on him and then he got two glimpses where he broke free, set up two goals. Smashed it. Yeah. Cause he is awesome. he is that devastating when you do when he does come alive. Yep. He's just a different kind of quality to like a Castro who's always... He's not going to give us 90 minutes of turning it on, being Mm-mm. a star. Mm-mm. He's going to give us match-winning moments. Yeah, but he also supplements it through his work rate. He's, he does, yeah. He's, his left-back cover and his inside left central midfield cover is great. Yeah. You can't ask for much more. So he was walking wounded last night, copped a big elbow to the face, headering a ball out of a defensive challenge. Like Yeah, Elvis with the flailing elbow to the <laughs> nose. It's so innocuous, but at the same time, that really those things fucking hurt, man. His nose was yeah, well, pissing was, out with blood. It was pissing out, yeah. And the Melbourne Victory fans were booing him for time wasting. Yeah, that's a bit harsh. Just his nose is literally bleeding everywhere. We get the Victory fans hardly know what they're watching, but this come on. I'm surprised there were Victory fans there to watch it. Same. I'm almost I'm almost impressed that they are continuing to come out in this fashion. Uh, probably says a lot for having games at Amy instead of at Marvel. You think they like it more? Would you want to go to Marvel every week to watch football? No, definitely not. No way. But, I mean, this could piss me. I don't know how other people feel about this, but for some reason, Amy Park is associated with City with me. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm not sure why. 
they need to base themselves somewhere else then if Victory want to move into Amy Park. They both can't be there. Why not? I, I think just, they can. I think it's fine. Oh, uh, I'm not sh- They're both too new. Do you know what I still think I mean? of? Is, uh, it's not really a rivalry because they're of, like um, franchised. I think of Melbourne know. Victory more in association with Amy than City. See, I think of the biggest stadiums with I Victory. Think of all, the, all the games have gone to, they're against Melbourne Victory mm. and their grand final there against Sydney where they beat them 3-0. That was pretty cool. Packed out. That was yeah. really cool that they let them do that. So, I think I've seen us play Victory more in the bigger stadiums. That's probably why I've seen us play City more Maybe. at Amy Park. It doesn't work if there's no one there. No. And there hardly is anyone ever there. Yep. Hard to say. We're not from Melbourne, so this is out of our wheelhouse. Oh, well. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Swear jar. Um, that one's worth it. I'm trying to think what else I had on the game. Oh, another issue we wanted to talk about was uh, uh, some growing concerns about Stefan Mork. Oh. At this point of the season. And his brittleness. Still not being able to play much longer than 60 minutes most weeks. Like we were saying. He's most ma- weeks seems to be 60, 65, and he's coming off. He's made a deal with the devil. Wrong answers only. Why can't he get through a full game? You got one? I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> he's clearly, clearly he's gone through a near-death experience. Death has appeared to him and offered him a deal. And he said, let me play football but i'll come off after 65 each week every single week and death said all right mate that's fine but you have to do it in adelaide <laughs> okay <laughs> there you go so that's the reason more comes off after 60 to 65 every week i can't think of any other reason it's frustrating did he hurt he hurt himself up in the in the warm-up last week yeah but I'm, i know but it's every week we it, yeah most weeks he is coming off you could track a path he's hardly played 90 minutes yeah when you look comparatively, Ben Halloran's played every single minute. I was okay with it earlier in the year. I thought uh, he's just easing into it. But now we're, uh, you know, we're at the end of the season. Where he's got to be peaking. Where we want like, him peaking and turning it on in finals games. Where we might need him in a crucial last half an hour, last 20 minutes. Well, we're, we're so much more dangerous when he's on. Uh, when he went off last night, uh, I commented, well, now we need to win 1-0 because yep. that he is kind of... Our biggest potent, like yeah. he's so potent in the box. He attracts so many defenders with his late runs. And then if he is the one who happens to be free, more often than not, he's going to score the goal. Yep. He was inches away from scoring last night with a really good cutback by Nyongabire. How'd you find him? Uh, happy to see him get a start. That was cool. That was his first one. Might not have been his best outing, Mm-mm. but um, happy to see him get a start. I can't believe it's taken this long for him to get one, to be honest. I probably would have had him... Those games earlier in the year, I think we saw it again last night, why I would have preferred him in the side over Dukuli. Oh, dude. That, the first month or so of games with Dukuli, uh, and then... What a mistake that was. He kind of proved it last night. He was... God awful. He's, he's trash. I'm yeah. sorry. There's sorry, Yaya. No, but no reservations anymore, yeah. mate. What, he, what did he do when it's he not, came I on I don't want night? him to be shit. No, of I course not. We want him to be good, but he just... He just came on, yeah. gave the ball away, consistently ran into dead ends. Like, if I had to choose, I like if if it came down to it, I'd choose Abatu over him at the moment. Whoa, because this is a big call. Yeah, that's how bad Dakuli is, I think. But would you choose Kiddo over both of them as well? Probably, yeah. <laughs> oh, we have so many average players starting games I think, at the moment. Um, Dakuli obviously came in. Uh, Vietz decided to rest the Toure boys. 
Do you think it was a rest or do you think it was a little bit of a well, he kick said, up the arse? I don't think it was a kick up the arse. I think he said they... Um, well, Zapponi said Viet told him that they just wanted him to get a bit of a spark back. Which Al clearly so, did, scoring a hat-trick on the weekend. Al, Al scored a hat-trick on the weekend for the NPL side against Adelaide City. So Fuzzy baby reds. Um, yeah, we, we don't need to rush these guys either, though. It would have been nice to have had one of them. It would have been nice. Given Yangi went down in the warm-up. But warm I'm not up. too worried. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. What is going on with the warm-ups? I don't know. Consecutive injuries. Coincidence. Yeah, you think? Yeah. Uh, conspiracy time. Oh, here we go. Is it rigged or is it shit, Sam? Take your hat off. Someone's in the crowd. Get that airfoil out the kitchen. I've run out. <laughs> I've constructed so many hats. The tinfoil. No. Coincidence. Just, coincidence sounds Coincidence. Right. Um, it's just an unlucky coincidence. What is it? Some sort of a... Oh my God, we've set the alarm. Absolute. Are a, we, sh- a shooting of some sort we're of getting alarm kicked in the out background of the, here. We're getting kicked out of the studio, I think. Fire alarm. Something. Let's ignore it and carry on. Yeah, we can edit this out, right? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Dekuli showed why he's just... I don't want him in the squad ever again. Um, oh, you're going to totally sack him. Yeah, no, it's crap. He's not salvaging it at this point. Um, whereas the Toure's, even when they drop form, uh, like we were just about to say there, uh, happy to give them time. There's no need to rush with these guys. We know they've got the talent. We've got more they? attachment to them, hey? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we've seen them be good. Yeah, Al's already done it. Al's done it. Mo's done it. Yep. We've seen them do it, so we're happy to give them time. They're, they're children, so... They are children. Um, so I think we also forget how young players like Louis Dorigo is. We said Josh Carvalho's 21. Yeah, like, Yangi's 22. I yeah. guessed last week that Louis was 21, 22. No, he's 19. He's 19, like he's a baby. yeah, so... He's a weird little baby. We have years for these guys, which... Um, I know last week, we, was it last week we talked about Dorigo and whether... I think I said he'd be a solid... A-League player, and you yeah. said you thought he might get his chance in Asia. Yeah. I think we both based that on the fact that I thought he was like 22. Yeah. <laughs> but he's 19. So he's got... He's got a great so career ahead of him. So much room to improve. So yeah. much room. So do all these guys. Yeah. It's just about keeping him together now for a few seasons. Yep. Giving, nurturing them, giving them the best amount of football that they can get. Yep. Um, and that's why it's really quite important for us to finish top two this season to get that Champions League berth. Yeah, because to expose them to continental football would be massive for their uh, progress, dude. Massive, and we'd be well equipped to it as well because we've got the kind of squad that's set up for a Champions League campaign. Because we have so many kids, yep. we could draft in a couple of older, more experienced guys around the block. It would give us a nice little standing point uh, to get players in. Yeah, and from a selfish perspective, you and I love a good Wednesday night at home. Oh, dude, <laughs> Champions League such fun memories for me, yep. uh, and obviously for all of us. I think that. Uh, we started. We probably started going to games regularly, like more so regularly together. When uh, the season before we went on the big Champions League run, we, yeah, we, was, was that like, where we lost like three two? Like in children, a it was like two thousand and five qualifying match. Yeah, yeah, and we got through. Uh, no, we got through to the. Oh, I can't remember. I obviously distinctly remember going to every game in the run to the final, uh, the, yeah. every home game. That was excellent. Kashima game and everything. Yeah. We've had some good runs. So it'd be nice to play Champions League again. It would be good. It'd be excellent. <laughs> Bring it back. That's what we're trying to say. And if we beat Sydney, uh, we're in with a really good shot, actually. Yeah, so we've got Sydney coming up this Saturday at Highmarsh. Yeah. And then we finish off next Thursday, also at Highmarsh. West Sydney. Against Western Sydney. 
So two another two games in four days kind what, of job. What do we need out of it? Two wins. We need two wins, you think? I think we do, because if you look below There's us... There's games in hand below us, isn't it? That's the problem. We've got Brisbane... Some teams playing midweek Brisbane, this week. Yeah, Brisbane four points off of us with two in hand. Yeah. Mariners game One of them's hand. against Melbourne City. It's true. So there's a few games. So that's hope. the one midweek. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it goes as deep as Wellington and West Sydney, who are on 31 points, who are seven points behind us. Yeah. I. You know what? If we Ideally, want, we need the six. Well, probably. if we want to finish second, we have to win both games. So that's what I'm basing second, it on. I'm, I'm just thinking of holding on to the finals. We probably need four points to hold on to the finals, I'm going to go with. So we probably can't take a loss out of any of these two games. Because Sydney also play Brisbane after yep. they play us. So, and these are, so obviously, there's going to be points dropped around us, which means four points yeah, will probably be enough. Should be enough. There you go. That'll get us a home final too, probably. Hope so. Huge. Fingers crossed. It's really quite an exciting end. I mean, we've come a long way from that first month of results. Shit, yeah. We were, we were rooted we were in the be bottom three. Cellar dwellers. Yeah, I thought we were going to be victory. Yeah, turns out victory or victory. <laughs> <laughs> they suck, and we are an exciting, uh, all-firing, bloody Adelaide United baby yeah. team. Yeah. Can we talk about kiddo? Yeah. What do you want to say? What do you want to say? I think he gives away some of the dumbest fouls I've ever seen. And his... But you can't doubt his commitment. And I think... Fair. He was actually not too bad last night. I thought he was okay last night against Melbourne. Um, I say last night. People probably won't be hearing this till Wednesday. Sunday night then. Um, Sunday night against Victory. I thought he was atrocious against (laughs) Perth. He wasn't great. True. He had the odd moment. But overall, not great. Um, I just think people get very frustrated with Kiddo, but I think we've said it a few times, players like him, are, that's that's what squad depth looks like in the A-League. Mm-hmm. Um, they can do the odd good thing, lots of average stuff, dumb stuff, give the ball away a bit. Um, it's, I think It says a lot that he wasn't in the first team squad for like the first four months yeah, of Yeah, and I campaign. guess that's the caveat there is that obviously... If everyone's fit, he wouldn't be starting. No. So it's it's not like um, he's the best left back we've got and that's who we're going with. It's just the situation at the moment. But you do need you're gonna need players like this in your squad to to give you depth and to go longer into a season. I'm I'm surprised that we made the decision to bring Kiddo into left back and switch Cavallo back into the middle. Is that just how much more Via I'm thinks Cavallo can give yeah, us? Yeah, I think it's just more about um what we can get out of the midfield. Especially when Mort goes, there. Especially when Mort goes off. Yep. God, we lack that and attacking and drive. And considering um, Dorigo's struggling, was struggling a bit for form. Yeah, definitely. Still probably is. He's getting um, more, more bookings and effective passes at the moment. Yeah, and you can't really rely on Coletti to do a job like that. So Yeah, his output is diminishing. We've said enough week. on... We've probably said enough on Coletti and what his use in the squad is, but... Um, it's not to be a starting midfielder that creates and passes the ball, that's for sure. No, he came on last night at the perfect time where we needed a little that's bit of energy. That's what we've been saying, yep. That's when he needs to come on. That's what he did, so that's all right. Carl obviously recognises that. So I think it was a matter of um, as good as Cavallo was at left-back, it's probably better for the team to put him in midfield and have Kiddo at left-back than have you know, Coletti or Dorigo. Starting yeah, in the midfield. And Yavi's coming off the bench now anyway, so yep. he is very, uh, you know. So he'll be back. I would say he starts yep. against Sydney on Saturday. Lopez, Jakobsen, Elsie. 
Oh, Shane. It's, it's nice to That's have that back four settled. Back four. That is a solid back four. off back as well. Pretty happy with this team. One day in front. Um, Cavallo, Mork in the midfield. It, you know, Goodwin, Halloran. Yep. It's a good team. It's a We've, really good team. We're at this uh, pinnacle now in the season where everything could all... You could either all go to shit or it could be... Well, potentially from here, we, know, could, we, could, glory. we could win four games and be the champions. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think we will. <laughs> but I'm just excited to see how it goes. I don't think we have anything to lose. You know what I mean? I don't think we're... No one's expecting us to go out and win the... No. Win the championship, so... So you think it could... And given how the season started and given all the caveats we've said about the squad with the... The, um, how young they are and how much development we've got to do. This really was going to be a season about seeing how we go and how these players develop and come along. Yeah. I think we've done incredible to be where we are. And if we make finals, any result we get in the finals would be a bonus to me, I think. It would be a big, big G up if you can get a home final and win that yeah. game against, you know, like a Western United or a Wellington yeah. or whoever's in there. So I, I would be content with making the finals and then just putting in a good performance good honest show, showing good honest showing <laughs> all the cliches <laughs> which um, you know you'll get from these guys because they do i which mean more often than not you will get you saw the celebration with the fans in the corner these yep. are guys that identify with the club yeah and you know they're not going to go out there and roll over no especially not in a big game maybe there's been some disheartening performances this season but i couldn't see them rolling over in a game of note yeah Fair. Overall, quite pleased. It could be like two seasons ago. She's back. <laughs> oh my god. She's back again. Why? She's just slapped me out of the way. She just hates Archie. Oh, oh god. Mate. Do you have any other A League? Hook it to my veins. <laughs> oh, just oh, just the Wellington crowd, dude. The, I can did you believe? Can, um, can you believe they've got the highest crowd figure of the season? I saw it was on, and I was I wanted to watch it, but I was very busy, and um, I haven't even seen the highlights yet either, but. I wanted to see the highlights just to see the reaction from the goals because there was a lot of people there. Yep. Biggest crowd of the season. Huge, man. 20-odd thousand. It's just so good to see them home and people coming out. Yep. The best thing, the best thing was obviously the 80th minute when all the shirts went off. Yep. And it looked like a party in there. And that is something that is, you can't recreate in any other code in this country. Yep. We need to emphasize this. I, um, I hate to be that guy, but... Oh, what guy? Where are they all every other week, though? Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. It, this is a novelty, obviously, them coming back. I know. But it's like, it does make you wonder why they can't even get just, like, half of that. All the time. At all their home games. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, this, it is frustrating. There's obviously some kind of interest there. Uh, the, hey, they put on a show. Like, oh, the Nooks are playing this week <laughs> at home. We shouldn't do accents. No. <laughs> It's just a Kiwi accent. If there's one you could do, it's Kiwi, though. Yeah, the Nucks. Because that's probably punching up, given the relative yeah, well, societies right now. Yeah, well, we don't need to go into that, but yeah. The Kiwis are... Yeah, it's obviously just a big novelty event with Wellington coming home, so all the crowd got out and about, and they probably... In the cake tun. They would have done a... Put a bit of effort into promoting it. Definitely, half-price tickets and it's shit. It's the same as like when you see... You know, when we got like 50-odd thousand at Adelaide Oval for the grand final. yeah. Like, why can't we at least just get, like, 12, 13, 14 each week at Highmarsh? Like, you know what I mean? So frustrating. Do you really want the beer line to be, lo- uh, be that long? 
Come on. No, a, I don't. But there's an eerie comfortability to it when there's only six or seven thousand people there. Yeah, we we could be all hipstery as well. Like, oh, we go to the games. Yes, we oh. have a sense of fucking pride. There's no one within us. three rows of us. <laughs> and that's not just COVID either. <laughs> but yeah, there you have it. Any other A League? Uh, no, not really. There wasn't much excitement this week, really, because uh, Melbourne City wrapped up the league last week. Yeah, wrapped that up was, their plate. There was um, some. There were some dodgy calls in that game, I tell you what. Yeah, but I mean, they were going to win it anyway. They deserved winners, probably, City. They were, but I guess how many times over the season have we said now, that was an interesting call that's gone. Not just for them. Don't do it. Don't start. I'm not starting, I'm just saying. It's, I thought it just summed the season up well, <laughs> that that's how they crowned themselves. Um, no, there was the conspiracies online, like, oh, they had the celebrations all set up. They didn't want to change it for any other night, so they, were, they couldn't afford to do it. Uh, they okay. gave no hey that was their first championship uh, first premiership I mean they've been the best team all season yeah for comfortably. sure yeah for sure it's theirs to lose yeah and I think they probably will we've said it every week probably don't need to say it again but no. there it is um, I saw a little bit of the Perth MacArthur game last night uh, um, talking about bad calls I'll tell you what <laughs> not like it just it still dominates chat, man. Every Here we week. go again. Every week it dominates chat. Milligan and Keo are going for the ball, and it's just inside the area. Basically, Keo stops and pulls out of going for the ball and stops and lets Milligan kind of touch him in the back. But Milligan's trying to get around him and go at the ball. There's not really anything there. I'm not even sure it would have been given a foul on the field. I doubt it. I very I much really doubt do. it. Keo. Like, goes to the floor like he just got shot in the spine. I thought he had. Same. I thought yeah. someone was on the roof and just... Jack Ryan. I was, waiting, I was waiting for the fucking blood to start spilling yeah. out. But no, he miraculously survived and they scored the pen. So there you go. Luck of the Irish, right? And then, at the other end though, there's a corner that comes in and a Perth player just shoves the MacArthur player in the back, pushes him over in the box. And it's not even looked at by VAR. Like, the ref didn't give it, and then VR didn't even tell him to look at it. MacArthur eventually scored and it ended one all, but I just... Oh, the consistency is just what does people's head in. It's not right. I, I, yeah. We were the first country to fucking adopt VAR, and for some reason we are still one of the worst at it. And it just comes back to the central premise that our referees aren't good enough. They're not good enough. No. We didn't even touch on it in the Adelaide game, but that... Um, he, why, why does he ref here all the time now? Who, who was that? I'm not going to have a go at his name. Okay. I don't know who it was, but the referee for the Adelaide-Melbourne game, he was dreadful. Yes. He was the stern one that we had in the Perth game as well. Alareza Fagani. Yep. The Iranian. The Iranian. He was shocking. You, I think people have actually liked him, I think, over the course of his time here. Me included. You included. Um, when he first arrived, I thought he was good. Yeah, but this game, I just... Why did Goodwin get booked? Does anyone know? For being there amongst six or seven other players? Halloween got absolutely shunted by a Melbourne player who was just going for Mick the Manibur. deliberate hack yeah. down. He got booked. But then Craig Goodwin got booked just for being there. Really? For being on the pitch. Just insane. Crazy. There was that moment as well where uh, I think Goodwin skipped past, I think it was Broxham, and he just completely leveled him. Uh, Halloran. Halloran. Was it? And yeah. the ball played on. Yeah. Uh, maybe a minute later it went out, never came back and booked the Didn't guy. Didn't come back and book him. 
it's just so simple. Like, yeah. it was, yeah, the, the yellow card count was insane considering the fouls and the context of the game. Yeah. Uh, it's good to get three points, though. Great to get three points. I'll tell you what, oh, that was such a relief. If we lose these next two games, I'll be upset for sure, but to, to take nine points against a victory, clean sweep, that's pretty good. Yep. I'm happy with that. And if that's small-minded, well, that's just me. That's all we got. Pretty much. Just celebrating a sweep over Melbourne victory. Yep. Wanted to congratulate Matt Derbyshire as well, going into outright second on the golden boot. He's almost scored half of Jamie McLaren's goals this season. Well done. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty much scored all of MacArthur's goals too. Yeah, he has, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> we'll wrap it there. I like Good that. result. Good result. Go Adelaide. A See you in Melbourne victory. Fuck off Melbourne victory. Ol, ol. <laughs>